informed with your community. The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. And joining us in the studio now is Bill Gerbode. He is a realtor with Caldwell Banker Hickok and Boardman uh, and lives in St. Albans. Uh, good morning, Phil. Good morning, Kurt. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was great, and, I, and I, it's great to have you. And I also I saw a column that you wrote in the St. Albans Messenger uh, about uh, the top 10 things that affect the valuation of your home. And I thought it was really interesting, and of course, I think we all wonder sometimes what we can do or what, what are the things. We know some obvious ones, but what are the things that really do impact the value of our homes? So let's start with some of the uh, your, the actual list that you write or that you wrote. Um, let's look at the the number ten. Sure, uh, seasonal factors uh, very important. Uh, time of year can be a significant factor, and uh, for example, properties uh, on the lake or near ski areas uh, have minor seasonal fluctuations in value based on winter and summer demand. And this factor, however, is less influential than location and all the other uh, things items I noted above. So, but it, it really does shift a little bit, um, particularly, I, I, I guess, makes sense. Uh, in the winter, you see more activity uh, around ski areas. So right, you if see you're up, some more demand, maybe. Yeah, if you're, if you're up in uh, Smuggler's Notch or, mm-hmm. or Stowe uh, areas, then there's and a lot of condo activity goes on there and, and, uh, and also uh, single-family homes. So, Phil, does that mean that when there are seasonal factors for where you live that you you should make a decision as to when you put if you're selling your house when you put it on the market. Yeah, oftentimes what the focus of the of the marketplace would be. So obviously in the ski areas uh, the winter is going to be stronger though. A lot of ski areas have a strong summer uh, component to them or places that have water. I was going to ask you if you've seen a shift because they've worked really hard the areas themselves have worked yeah. really hard at taking those assets and making them more than just a wintertime destination. Yeah, but they really have. I mean, places that uh, you know have have uh, 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 various w- water-related items in, mm-hmm. in in both stone smugglers and those places. Yeah, have have increased the uh, the summer demand plus hiking trails and those kinds of things. Another one you talk about, Phil, is the economic factors. Well, the most important factor has always been interest rates. Uh, in in in. Uh, and that always affects, and we're going through that right now. Starting yeah. close to about a year ago, we started seeing the changes in interest rates, and now we see a significant difference going from from an average of you know as low as two point five, and now up to eight percent, which is actually for us old timers, it was going oh well, that, that was fairly common back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. those kinds of interest rates were there. Yeah, so we don't, uh, but it's obviously the valuations are a lot higher than they were then. So, uh, so again, interest rates, of course, always are a big factor. And employment. And employment. I, mean, I was looking at the employment rates uh, this weekend, and they're fairly phenomenally low. You know, in, in, in uh, for example, there where I live in Franklin County in St. Albans, they're like 1.9%. And that's effectively, uh, you know, no, no, no uh, negative employment. I, I haven't read the article. Someone told me there was another another piece in the last few days in the New York Times, specifically talking about Vermont's unemployment rate being so low, but the affordable housing market and the unaffordable housing market. Right. And that was in the New York Times. 
uh, the inventory of, of affordable homes for our average, you know, um, uh, income mm-hmm. is deplorably low. Yeah. Uh, of course, I, uh, this may sound political. I don't mean it to be, but we've had probably 20, 30 years of, of restrictions on, on what enables us to actually create new housing. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking with Phil Gerbode. He is with Caldwell Banker Hickok and Boardman. We're talking about the top items that affect the value of your home. If you had a question for Phil, Give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888-414-0303. And, uh, Phil, another one on your list is actually number eight, is zoning and regulations. Well, that was what I was kind of referring to just before, and that is that the impact of zoning and regulations on the ability to create low-income housing, moderate-income housing, and even high-income housing, though, quite frankly, the higher end is not having as much of a problem. Uh, is and right now our inventory of the lower and middle is incredibly low, historically low. Well, as a, a guy I used to work with used to say, even with uh, zoning uh, regulations and laws, money can fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it just takes a lot yeah. more of it. It hasn't changed. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a factor, though. Um, uh, all right. Well, let's go to the phones. We got a question for you. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. A question: Would a lot of shootings in your city devalue your property? Well, well, you know that's. I mean, we of course we were talking about what happened in Burlington over the last less than twenty four hours. But does crime impact uh, some uh, home value, or can it over time? It, I mean, it's it's funny because I think that in in Vermont, when people come and they hear, okay, this particular city in Vermont has a high crime rate. I mean, for us, it's actually a fairly negligible crime rate, unless it's happening actually happening to you, and then it's it, it's serious course but um we don't really don't we people people talk about it but the reality in vermont is we have such a low crime rate that it normally does not affect compared to where most people are coming from they're they're like oh that's what you call high crime exactly so i hear people talk in burlington a lot that that you know i may think about moving or selling because i don't want to stick around until my home value does go down because there have been a lot of stories in burlington about crime um is there a chance is that a legitimate worry for someone though that if if you have rising crime in your town there's been a lot of it a lot of stories in burlington that maybe it's not affecting it yet but at some point it could well i mean that's always possible i just don't think in burlington is a town where finding a home is incredibly difficult especially an affordable one yeah uh I won't say it's impossible, but it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely a problem. But at this point, the demand is so high that it seems to be exactly. not really a big factor. I mean, we're seeing, you know, these interest rates have knocked down demand specifically in the middle and lower income areas. Right. Mm-hmm. It has a much greater effect, obviously, on those areas than just sure. on the yep. high end. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Hi, good morning. A couple of quick things. Um, a few years ago, we had an explosion in house prices. Everything just skyrocketed value-wise. And I'm, a, I'm in a position where I can afford to pay for a house, buy a house. I'm just afraid that if I go out and spend $750,000 on a house and pay cash for it, with the interest rates as high as they are, what's the possibility of these houses being devalued? And now I'm stuck with a $750,000 house I paid cash for that's now appraised at half a million dollars because the interest rates have changed so much. Good question. And the other question is, when I was a youngster, I remember people in the neighborhood would sell their house and other people would assume the mortgage. Is that, was that a, something they used to do, or is that just a way of telling us they 
got their own mortgage. But I remember them saying they would assume the mortgage, and I'm wondering why, if that's still available, why couldn't you assume a 3% mortgage on somebody's house instead of going out and paying 8%? That's a great question. Yeah, to answer that question first, um, there is no longer assumables. The banks just have not allowed that for quite a number of years. So it was it was something that happened quite a bit. Right. Uh, the only ones that were, uh, is, that's possible are, are VA loans. Oh, okay. Yeah. And those goes have been consumable in the past. I haven't actually seen one recently where someone actually assumed one. But uh, boy, that would be one heck of a selling point right now, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I need a million and a half, but you can assume the mortgage <laughs> at one point nine percent interest. Right. <laughs> and and the question about about what's what should we be afraid of? <laughs> and I, I think right now um, the biggest reality is the fact that inventory is so low, and until that changes, until we actually you know, build enough houses to where we're, we're struggling. We're not struggling with, with inventory. Uh, I don't see a, a, a rapid price deceleration happening. It just, it's not. The demand is not, that high. Yeah, demand and, and just inventory is that low. Yeah, that's yeah. the old supply and demand. Right, you exactly. That has not hey, changed. You cannot argue with it. <laughs> uh, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Yeah, I'm curious to know if the number one on my list is even on your list, and that would be road noise. Road noise. Road Bell, noise. Is that traffic. Good, good traffic. Yeah. Road noise. Good, good, good question. I, I actually just that. I actually just moved to an area where the where the traffic noise on Main Street. In really? St. Albans. Yeah. And I got myself an app called Calm that, <laughs> to, to drown it out. To, to, it's, yeah, and and amazing how well it works. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, did uh, you hear that uh, caller? Because I know he happens to live on Twenty uh, Two A. And uh, in the middle of the night, there's a lot of truck traffic. Yeah, but is that something that people that are looking for a house do factor in? I mean, when they go look for a house, to say, "Oh boy, the traffic here, the noise is yeah. just so bad." Road road noise can be, and I think in the past, when our inventory was a lot higher, uh, that was a, probably a, a consideration. Now, I think people live with it a little bit more, um, and there there are ways of of, of uh, you know making it not so strong an influence. All right, well, we're going to take a real quick break, 90 seconds, and we're going to come back. We're, we're working the top 10 list on what affects the value of your property now, today. It's the Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. News Talk, WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody, where we are talking about the value of your home and what are the top 10 things that impact it. We're talking with Phil Gerbode from uh, Caldwell Banker Hickok and Boardman. He lives up in St. Albans. Number seven is the land and lot size. Yeah. That's a very a very important for people coming from out of state. Uh, one of the strong uh, reasons people like to come here is the Vermont land, which is, of course, gorgeous. And uh, the land and lot size can make a difference. Um, you know, uh, people come, going out into the country may, may want two, three, four, five acres. And... Uh, um, that can certainly impact the value, uh, the increased acreage. Uh, in the in the metropolitan areas, we see like you know 0. 0.2, 0. 0.3 uh, of an acre, and that's much more urban for Vermont. And then out in the country, you're seeing two, three, and sometimes ten or even higher numbers on 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 lots. And and the features are important. I mean, if you're in waterfront or uh, you know ski areas or water views, those kind of uh, locations create a higher price and valuation. So location really, especially, I, I mean, it makes sense. If, if you uh, 
you got a great view. There's a, a view tax or a, a view view not tax. Uh, <laughs> let's yeah. Let's make component. sure we can get to all these items, Phil. So we'll move ahead to property sure. age. What's the the age of your house? How well, much does that impact? That, it, it impacts a lot in Vermont. We have one of the oldest housing stock probably in the country. You know, right. I think 1840s and all those things. And those, of course, uh, are expensive to keep up and and to renovate. Um, and uh, so that that can make a big difference. And and newer homes. Uh, are expensive to build nowadays. And so we're seeing the newer homes having a, a, a much higher valuation than they used to have. How about market conditions? Well, the most important market condition is going to be interest rate right. <laughs> rates. And uh, um, now we, our, our demand is, is and, and uh, time on market is starting to increase a little bit. Um, these interest rates are having a little bit of an impact on, on – uh, the invent on the inventory our inventory is rising a little bit not 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 fast enough from our point of view because you know sometimes we only have one or two choices for for buyers in a right. specific uh you know specific qualities and then of course you mentioned comparable sales so if you look in your neighborhood it gives you a pretty good clue right if there's a house but it's got to be similar to your house yeah comps are the dog the tail that wags the dog and and uh you, you, and that's one of the things with sellers is, is trying to get them to understand exactly what is comparable to your house and also buyers. I mean, you're, you're, you're comparing this house to another one. What, are, what exactly are the qualities of those houses that make them different and valuation-wise different? What do you, when, um, real quickly, but um, it, it's, it's difficult sometimes too because that's the basis for an appraisal, really, is comparables. And, and, and so you really have to walk through that and say, well, this house is comparable to yours because of this, this, and this. Because when you look at that, you're like, I don't understand the connection between these two. They don't look the same. We're in a different neighborhoods. Da, 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 da. Right. And there's so much variation between comparable sales. Uh, and, and sometimes we don't have enough of these to be able to actually show a buyer or seller why, why this price is, is what it is. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the challenges in, in marketing a home is, is to make the, the seller feel comfortable with what we've chosen as comparables because sometimes they say, well, my house is more valuable than that. And, right. And so, you know, it's a delicate, <laughs> a delicate <laughs> balance. <laughs> we're talking to Phil Gerbode. He is uh, with Caldwell Banker, Hickok & Boardman, and we're talking about his top ten list for things that impact the value of your home. Um, Phil, uh, what about, uh, I know you, the third one you list is condition and upgrades. Yes. And condition is very important. I mean, uh, you know, when we talk to, to a seller and they have not done their due maintenance on a regular basis and their home has got some issues, they don't see it day by day. You, you just don't notice it uh, as much. And, and so when a buyer is looking at homes, they notice it right away. Yeah. It, it can be very important for them. Um, and so, uh, you know, we try and get people to do upgrades and in, in, they can afford. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we don't try and have them do things that not, are not affordable for them or they won't get the price back on them. What would be some of the upgrades? Because I think everybody thinks, oh, I've got to redo the kitchen or I've got to do all these major things. But what are some of the minor things, uh, like you just said, keeping up on maintenance, that really impact it more? I mean, well, I, you know, paint, yep. paint is one of the biggest ones that, that needs to and makes such a difference. To repaint the, the inside or and possibly the outside of the house, and then of course the maintenance of the wood trims, all those things, because those you see those right away when they're not when they're not up to snuff, and the same is true inside the house. Uh, it's not necessarily ripping out all the carpet and putting new flooring in as much as 
just maintaining what you've got and keeping it in good order. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know, carpets and those that are not in good shape. Are, well, yeah, stinky always, carpet maybe yeah, not right. be a good example. But. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so if somebody goes to look at a house and they see, or as you said, upgrades or repairs, they see something that's just doesn't look good, like Anthony mentioned, smelly carpets, or you go downstairs and there's a, uh, you can see that maybe water's come in if they haven't repaired that. That could be something yeah. that would say, hey, I, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, water can be a big, a big impact, and 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 same with stinky floors. I mean, uh, you know, one of the things we recommend right away is people, you know, get their carpet steam cleaned, and if mm-hmm. you've got you know problems with your laminate, to get that fixed and and, uh, and those things because you do know. Buyers really do notice that. Or if you walk into a house and there's a, because I've, I've gone to an open house before and I've had this where I walked in and, and it, the, the house smelled really musty. Yes. And, and there, are, there are ways of, of uh, sometimes that's a very difficult thing to do, especially where animals have been involved. But um, ozone treatments can be, a, you know, ozone is, has, has, can have a big impact. Obviously, you have to uh, vacate a house if you're using ozone treatments for, for period of time uh, like a day or so so that's, but it but it really does make a difference it can yes the odor can make, of the place yeah all right let's go back to the phones good morning you're live on the morning drive good morning gentlemen it's dead this morning how you guys doing good good how are you ed good um i've got a question for this gentleman so if you if you say about like repainting you know you walk into a new home or you're looking at a home to buy and you smell they say bake cookies sometimes to make it appealing what about the, the smell of fresh paint does that make someone think oh they're covering something up or did you you know what i mean i'm yeah. just curious That's no awesome. not really i think That's people a good question yeah that is a good question i think people uh, really tend to notice the new paint more than they do the smell of the new paint yeah and uh things like cookies are, are excellent to cook before but someone cooked up last week i went into a home uh and someone cooked a pot roast it was <laughs> In the oven, going, I was like, "Oh wow!" Yeah. I, and I'm going to say, "Pot roast is my new favorite over." But <laughs> <laughs> actually, this time of year, yeah. <laughs> so, but but again, if you're so if you're selling, having the place smell good is a, is a good thing. Sure, absolutely. Um, how about uh, the second one you list is size and features? Well, that th- those are important. I mean, they, uh, first of all, the, the size and, and features in a home are going to go definitely towards the, what the value of that home is going to be, the sure. larger square footage and things like that. Though today, um, especially I think in the over 50 market, um, these large homes are, are, are more of a challenge. You have to take care of them and those kinds of things. But they're also uh, um, you know, expensive. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. You just, my brain just clicked. So you have these larger homes that people are, are migrating out of because the kids are gone. And you, and normally, in the normal cycle, it would be a family with, with young kids buying those big homes. As But now the big homes are so expensive. Is that kind of put a kink in the works a little? Well, it's kind of a... The, the problem is, and there are a lot of older Vermonters with large houses. Yeah. And they're looking at the cost of a, a, a smaller, you know... And they'd like to downsize, but they can't get out of the big house to go to a smaller house. Well, and the smaller house may be just the same price as the house they're selling. Oh, that's that's a that's a so you, now, so yeah. there you go. Yeah. Now, <laughs> no, let me maybe you can, you can help clear this one up. I have we have a basement that we have finished off, but we don't have an egress window downstairs. Yeah, that's a problem. 
So does that mean, <laughs> is it true that you cannot count that as part of your square footage of your house unless you have the egress window and then you can, or how does that work? No, it, it well, it depends on the, on the, what the zoning is because there, there, there are some cities, towns where uh, if you can't, there's no egress out of the out of the out of the lower region. Then you can't count it towards your your um, livable space. Livable squ- space, livable square footage. Other towns are a little bit different than that. Some are a lot stricter. I think the Burlington, St. Albans, South Burlington area is a lot stricter in that in that way. So it's important that you spend the money and, and get an egress window put in. I, I think an egress window is an excellent choice for people if they're thinking of upgrading a, a, a kitchen. Maybe spend a little bit less and put an egress window if that would really impa- impact. Uh, um, that would go further than spending the money in the possibly, kitchen. Possibly, possibly. Now, the number one, we're almost out of time, Phil, but the number one is location of the home. That has never changed. That has never That's always <laughs> been number one, location, right? Location, the, the, location. I mean, the then, top three. Yeah, you square it. <laughs> uh, location, location, location. Yeah. So talk about that a little bit. Um, if uh, can that be like a game changer? Say you're in a big home and you want to downsize, but but luckily you just happen to have got a spot that is more desirable than you know three others in the market that really can change the yeah, value. That can that can definitely can. And 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 what what's great about that kind of home? Oftentimes you might get multiple offers on a home like that, and that really helps the pricing and. and Getting, getting what you want for it. Do buyers usually look around the neighborhood and see, like, you know, is there a uh, a neighbor that's a problematic neighbor, that's, <laughs> you know, or, or or who knows what it may be to check out to make sure what the neighborhood is like? Do, do, do buyers usually yeah, buyer, take a look at that Buyers first? do, but, you know, people coming from out of town and, and they're relocating and they only have a day and a half don't really get a big opportunity to do that. People, like, for example, I guess the one I was is, – is, uh, I've always wondered, like, I know where I live, not right by where I live, but a few blocks away, there's a couple of hoarders. And where the house just looks awful on the outside, you wonder, like, is it tougher to sell if you live nearby if a buyer comes by and drives down the street and sees a hoarder with a property that just looks horrible? In a high inventory market, uh, you you don't have that problem. But today, where it's not – I mean, you have that problem, excuse me. Uh, Today, where you don't have a lot of choices – that's probably a lower, uh, has a lower impact than normally would. Than it normally would because, yeah. you know, as they say, uh, good fences make good neighbors. Yes. Yeah. All right. Phil Gerbodi from Caldwell Banker, Hickok & Borman. Thanks for being on the morning drive today and shedding some light on what affects the valuation of your home. Well, thank you, Kurt, Anthony. I really appreciate uh, being here. It was a fun conversation. Thanks for coming in. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to check in with Rich. Uh, He's got the news for us today, and we've got uh, ABC News. We've got the forecast coming up, and then we're going to chat with the uh, Vermont uh, Corey or Jamie Lewandowski from the uh, Vermont National Guard right after this.